You are now tuning in to the Unorthodox Haven podcast. The Unorthodox Haven will cover a wide range of topics to offer unique perspectives pushing back on conventional wisdom. We hope to inspire self-discovery over emulation. We believe you should think outside the box, regardless of what it looks or sounds like to others. Here at Unorthodox Haven, there's no right or wrong answer, just your own unique perspective. Um, my name is Louis Thirteenth, aka the Humble King. That's on my chest, by the way. Didn't take that from you. Um, <laughs> singer, songwriter, songwriter. You know what I mean? Extraordinaire. I also have a podcast called the Sarcastically Woke Podcast, where I speak about everything. I speak about us. I speak about the culture. I speak about whatever is on your mind, essentially. And I want to be, you know, whatever version that I need to make sure people get to the next level. And that's who I am. That's how I live. Um, and if you join the podcast, if you if you subscribe to my uh, Instagram, Louis underscore 843 or sarcastically woke 843 on YouTube, then you become part of my family. And if you're part of my family, I take care of you. And that's what I do. Why, why, why? All right, bro. What's up, y'all? This is Cliff Shirley. I go by AKA Don't Skip Me on IG. That would be my drunk, um, my handle. Um, I do car rentals uh, slash. Car wash. <laughs> well, I took a long pause. <laughs> yeah, I was looking at my little brother um, yeah. on supporting his business as well. So okay. we're going to be up here working together. And, and what, what's, what's your brother's name? You can say it on the mic so people can hear you. He go by Was. Was. Yeah. That's an L name, boy. <laughs> <laughs> got to be special with that Was. Word up, boy. Yeah. That's, that's a unique one right there. Word. Right. So, yeah. How you could get at me? Um, I got my own website at Peacock Rentals. Peacock with a K. Okay. So and, and what 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 you got on Peacock? Um, economy cars. Okay, like um, like what? What do you mean economy cars? Um, you know, I I really target uh Uber drivers, Lyft drivers, DoorDashers. You know what I mean? Um, we do weekly rentals. Okay, okay, that's yeah. what's up. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and y'all, you just in the Charleston area, Charleston. right now? Well, you know, this whole this whole area, whoever comes that you know what I'm saying need it. I'll be available for them. Okay, and and, and I'm I'm hoping that you plan to expand this. Yeah, in different further. in different um, states that we're working on right now. Okay, but 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 all right, but what made you get into podcasting first of all? Like, what what about <clears throat> podcasting was alluring? Uh, mainly because like for my friends and people who are close to me, even like my family, my my mom, my dad, like it doesn't matter what age they are. Essentially, even if they're older than me, I was always a person people came and spoke to, and mm. I always I never was like a I don't choose sides. I, I'm, I'm fair in my in never, my assessment. Never choose sides. No, I don't think that's possible. But I'm telling you, I, I'm now. I learned in my relationship to like not speak my mind all the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like I would like in public. Yeah, I'm with you. Behind closed doors, like come on now. All right, so you know. So I right, just just to push back on what you said, you say you don't pick sides. So you believe in uh, good and bad. Yeah, you now, do believe in good and bad. So I, I get what you're saying. As far so all right, when I say this, as far as my assessments, mm-hmm. so if I have two people in front of me who are my friends, and one I might maybe my long, my lifelong friend. Okay. If you tell me what your situation is, I'm not going to tell you what you want me to hear. I'm gonna tell you exactly what it's supposed to be. I got you. And that's just what I You're do. You to remove your biases essentially. Yeah, exactly. I, I just don't see the point in me lying For and, sure. and 
if it's not helping you, essentially, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I just don't see the point of doing it. Fact. All right. You know, I just weighted options. Like, look, this is what I think. So then, all right, so to, to continue, so that got you into, that's one you made you want to do podcasting? Uh, yeah. Because, like I said, like, the people in my life, and just through my life, whether it's entanglements, relationships, mm-hmm. friendships, I'm always pe- the, the person people lean on. I just realized that it took a lot of my energy. Talking you know, to people, you, always you like doing, an empath. You you pull. It's, yeah, like I, I feel what you're going. I, I, I can understand what you're saying from what you're saying. You know, and, and feel it essentially. So, mm-hmm. I got to the point where I was like, all right, how can I control this this type of communication with people? I'm gonna do it on my own means. Mm-hmm. And you know, when I, when I started looking at podcasting and seeing how people are moving, I was like, well, shit. If I can learn how to just approach all these conversations and pull them up from what I remember mm-hmm. and give the information out there without having to get having to feel people as much mm-hmm. I can do better and I, I don't take them from me because I still need my personal well-being and my mental health essentially. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm the same way I don't, I don't really like giving people my time like when it comes to energy and shit that shit do be draining sometimes you know what I mean if, I, if, if somebody's trying to like tell ask me advice I mean I gotta empathize with you to give you good advice you know what I mean so I kind of gotta like hop in your feelings and shit but a lot of times I don't mean me want to even be that way you know what I mean I'm like I ain't trying to be mad I ain't trying to be upset I ain't trying to be whatever you got sometimes, you know what I mean? So I, I feel what you're saying, like having a conversation from a distance. Yeah. That's that's the value I find in podcasting well. But I slipped into this shit. I ain't never want to be on the mic. The only reason I got on the mic was because that shit was like, uh, you can come out, bro. You good. Uh, only reason I got on the mic was I want to do podcast production. But I was like, yeah, I'm the type of person that if, if I'm going to do something, I got to like, I got to get it. I got to do it yeah. to understand it. You know what I mean? I was like, I'm going to record myself talking to people just so I can. I can figure out what kind, like the art of conversation, the art of conversation in front of a microphone. Right, right. What happens when the cameras come on? What contingencies I'm gonna have to deal with on the production side? So I'm like, let me just do this shit and just take the audio, figure out like, oh, I, I need this kind of this kind of mic, that kind of mic. Or I need people to talk closer to the mic. I need this kind of situation. Or you know what I mean? It just it yeah. may help me learn shit. But then once I was in it, I was like, ah, oh, shit, this shit is kind of dope because yeah. this is like therapy almost. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's giving me a chance to like open up and talk about some shit I wouldn't normally talk about. You know what I mean? And and or oh, I probably would talk about it in a regular setting, but the fact that I know that other people are gonna hear it, it kind of made it a little more empowering. You know what I'm saying? Right. I, I have those kind of conversations with my peoples all day. I motivate niggas all day, like, yo, son, this you know what I mean? If you if you moving wrong, I'm the type of nigga gonna say something to you. But I started realizing like having that those kind of conversations on the mic and pushing back on people on the microphone, other people hearing that shit. Exactly. That should have started a conversation in their household. Yeah. And that's like, oh, this shit is kind of dope. You know what I mean? So now I stuck with it. Yeah, I went, I went through that phase because I used to feel as if like when I had conversations with people, I was trying to figure out, all right, what, what's what's my purpose behind these talks? Mm-hmm. And I realized with some people, you're probably not going to change their mind. Like I'm, I'm probably, you're going to have a skewed way of viewing something and I'm not going to change your mind, right? Fact. But maybe if, if I can uh, use my words in a way where I make you answer certain questions, like, even though you might not see that you're walking yourself down a certain path, fact, fact, fact. somebody else from the, is looking watching like, Damn, I think the same way. I look crazy like that. You know what I mean? So it might not be for that person I'm talking to. It could be for somebody else. You been in therapy? Yeah, I've, since I've been like 14. 14 for real? Yeah. <laughs> That's just So, you know, it's crazy that, to hear that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, so you been in therapy before? Yeah. Like since young young man, old man? Nah, I've been in therapy as soon as I got the whole, like, three years I was in prison, the end, mm-hmm. and when I came home. So I still do time to time therapy. I like therapy. It's fun. So in what way? Every way. Because I could vent what I want and whatever I say, I know somebody else could relate. So so, so is the person that you're doing therapy with, are they, they look like you? No. 
they 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 of different color. Are they white? Yeah, they white. Yeah. And and so, I right, does your therapist white? Yes. Always been white. No. They started. The reason why you. <clears throat> I I did it through the like so when I was younger I had issues with um, manic depression. I used to I was left and right constantly. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was primarily a white therapist. And then um, as I got older I had my first kid had my my son. Mm-hmm. I was having issues and I couldn't figure out what my problems were. I couldn't figure it out. Mm-hmm. And then I found uh, my pre the, uh, the the pastor at the church and said he knew a therapist. And he was he was a, he was a black man mm-hmm. and he can kind of like understand my struggles a bit. Yeah. And then he kind of talked to me for a while and I would just do it just over time. Like it was based off of whenever I contacted him to say, hey, I just want to talk about stuff. Okay. Okay. And that's kind of how I moved with that. So it wasn't a therapist. You were just having therapy with someone. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like I right, so this is I ain't never I ain't never been to a therapist before, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and you said you ain't never been to a therapist until I went to prison. Until I, you I went took to prison, a, uh, a behavior program. Mm-hmm. So it got to why I think and why I think and how I think and why I think. And I got to the point of my core belief away. My behavior was going left from my past history from when I was a kid. So you want you was you was looking for answers. So you was searching you know, for no, just something that you got to do in this program. If you don't. You you getting kicked out. So. Well, but what's stopping you from getting there lying? Um, or just faking the funk just to pass for, the time? When you faking the funk and pass the time, you can't relate. When you, when somebody talking, speaking from within, mm-hmm. a different person, you could teach a person. They could learn a lot from what you went through. You know what I mean? So yeah. when when we having these conversations like this, mm-hmm. he might be going through something that he don't might know how to get through. And I'm and I when he talked, I'm like, yo, I went through that part, and you know, what I'm saying this is what I did moving forward. So it can help people out. You know so, what I mean? So, so my reluctancy with, with, with therapy, I just talked about this earlier. Uh, my reluctancy with therapy is that the person on the other side of the table never looked like me. So I automatically was like, yo, you can't, you, you're not going to be able to help me. Like, cause you're going to have, you have, you automatically have certain cognitive dissonance inside of you because you don't know what it's like. This is, I would, I would judge. And I, and I can say that it ain't, it ain't all fair, but that I would say like, listen, man, you, you, you're not even of my color. You don't probably, you probably don't come from where I come from. You ain't been through the shit I've been through, and you probably ain't got family that been through what I've been through. So you can't like you. There's nothing you're gonna be able to help me with. But this is my my view of therapy, therapy for yeah. for a long time. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like yeah. I don't. You know what I'm saying? Like it got to be somebody of that look like me in order for me to even even think about it. You know what I'm saying? See, it was Spanish, black, white. All of them. They therapy. They was all in there, so it wasn't the color. It's about looking at things from a objective point of view. Let me ask you a question: what, what, Were the therapists were they also prisoners? No. So they was outside. We we they was outside officers, but the the inmates mm-hmm. we basically ping pong off each other and got ourselves through our predicament because we went through similar of the same thing. So okay. we basically taught ourselves. And when some people open up intimately of what they going through, mm-hmm. some people got molested. These are real life. Mm-hmm trauma that happened to these people you know what i mean so they open up and happen to everybody else if they're going through a situation they could get they could come over them hurdles you know what i mean yeah i just always i I just discredit it i always discredit that shit like you know i would have did too but you know like what what like what you really going yes i I was was, forced in it so it's like mm. well let me give you a chance you got Ah. two years off your sentence not take this nine month course you get two years off this sentence or you could stay in here for another two years and, and have your family waiting. Okay, so yeah, so like, it, it was, yeah. It's like it no me brainer. looking at the biggest. Yeah, bigger picture. Yeah, yeah. it's no brainer. So yeah, yeah, you was forced into it. So, yeah. but once you got in there, you, you saw I, the value I, in it. I went and regretted because I didn't even know how to articulate myself in a certain way. So now mm. I know how to talk with, within, 
instead of just spitting out the mouth. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I was true. always talking to a person to talking to a person. You know what I mm, mean? That's so dope. it taught me them ways too. It taught me a lot of things. So like this, this, I think that you, I, I know the universe is trying to push me towards therapy because the shit just keep coming up. You know what I mean? And yeah. to the point, I like I start bringing it up with motherfuckers just to see how everybody that I get around feel about it or went through it because. A lot of motherfuckers is like me, though. Like, a lot of my homies and shit, they like, yo, man, I ain't trying to go to therapy. Like, for what? And, you know what I mean? Like, half that shit is because nobody I ever looked up to or grew up around mentioned therapy, talked about therapy, and talking to someone is kind of like, it's kind of like frowned upon. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like man up. Like, you know what I'm saying? That was the, that was the motto right yeah, around. Keep, your, keep, keep yeah. everything inside. Bottle it up. But yeah, it, I, They didn't even say it like that, though. They just was like, yo, man up. Like, I, they, didn't even, they didn't even know how to articulate that. <clears> they saying, like, keep it inside. They didn't even realize what they were teaching me. That's they were just issue. some shit that just passed down. I, th- I think that's a culture issue. Yeah. It definitely it's, is. It's a culture issue because, like, especially as being a man, you know, if you think about the difference between women and men, right? For men, mm-hmm. if we go through something, we're judged, right? We're judged, we're approached in a certain way, we're like, toughen up, tighten up. Even if we're going through something, nobody asks us questions first. They just yeah. go at it. A girl goes through something, what's wrong, baby girl? What's happening? Like, you, they get caught from the jump. And, they, they, and, and the, people speak to them differently. Uh, but for us, we're, we're told that if we express ourselves, we're weak, we're soft. But weakness, true, my, my opinion of true weakness is a person who can't control their emotions. Right. So if you don't have practice of controlling your emotions from being younger, how can you do it when you get older? Facts. You know what I'm saying? Well, no. hormones and everything in your body, like we ain't got the proper tools too. We weren't so giving it. We was basically hotwired. So yeah. I was. I'm gonna keep it on. I. Yeah. I was basically hotwired. So for me to understand that, we was taught to shut up. This and the third, have your emotions in. You know what I mean? This is yeah. how we were taught. But now that I got the right tools, I know how to express myself in a different way and not lash out. Right. So that's mostly. And and I'll add to what he was saying. You know. You're not the only person that feels a uh, pushback from approaching that or doing therapy. You know, like everybody has a reason for it yep. until you actually do it. When you actually do it and you realize, damn, they're saying the same stuff. Yes. Now, granted, I feel like as after you get into therapy, then you should get to the place where you start choosing who you want, which is not a problem. Sure. But I have a whole, like I had a partner in this therapy as well. And I kept asking, like, he talked to me. We'll talk about his sessions. And he was, he was, he would say, I don't think she, she gets it. I'm like, why are you saying that? Well, she's a woman. She don't get what I'm talking about. I'm like, well, what did she tell you? And the thing she told him is the same thing I will tell him. But you feel as if it doesn't mean something because she's telling it to you. He, he devalued it off the jump. From the jump, even... because he had a bias towards it. Like, yeah, again. The same thing like I had. You know what I'm saying? Sure. There's, everybody has their reasons for having biases. Yeah. You just got to, you know, Yo, it's just like, jump in there. You know what I mean? It's like going to a playground with me. I have fun. Yeah, that shit is. Uh, when, you, when you get to it, right? Yeah, like, I, get, I have fun. Like you, you know that that for me is that I'm I'm a I'm an introvert. I'm a loner. I've always been a loner. I've always been a nigga to walk the opposite way to everybody else walking, just because. That's just, me too. That's just in my nature. And so, yo, know, once I, you know, just speaking for myself, once I made it through some shit a couple times by myself, right? You know, what I mean that that was all I needed for me. Because then it's like yo, like you know, what I mean, why, why would I, I? I made it through the worst of the shit. You know what I mean? I, what I felt like at the time, like I went through that. And this shit right here, like there's no need for me to go lean on nobody else because just like I made it through the other shit, I'm a VI and I make it through this shit. But you know what I mean? dealing with your inner self, man, is totally different. And when somebody can help you point things out and see it from a different perspective, it open. You look at a lot of things from a objective point of view. See, I hear I hear the opposite about that though. So what I mean is that what I heard about therapy is that they don't do that. They give you the tools to do that for yourself. 
Like that's why that's how therapy was explained to me. They're like, yo, they're not gonna tell you what's wrong with you. They're not gonna like guide you to say, hey, they ain't no the, problem solver. But what they, they do just is, give you the tools. They give you the tools. So when when they give you the tools, um, I would say when they gave me the tools, it 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 helped me when I start thinking out loud. That's when I come with my own decision. Mm. I vent out loud. You know what I mean? So I on there ask you on um, why. And they keep asking you why. Yeah, and then yeah. when they break you all down, you be like, oh, man, then all right, cool. See, I so, do that shit to myself. That's cool. Yeah, that's like, cool. Yeah. I, I'm, a, I'm a serial thing. And I be like, yeah, I, now to the point that, like, it wasn't until recently. I'm almost 40 and shit, right? And it wasn't until recently that I had to, like, check myself and realize some shit that I cared about was going on around me that I've been acting like for years I ain't give a fuck about. Right. You know what I mean? And I don't even know when I, when I even turned that corner when I started giving a fuck about that thing. Right. You know what I mean? And I had to check myself. I'm like, I can't get mad because I ain't never gave a fuck about this shit before at all. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, I don't know when I started caring about this shit, but I don't know why. I, I had a point for even going up. What the fuck was I about, I about to make a point? My second time doing that shit today. I can, I think it, so I think maybe what you're trying to say also is like, you got to a certain place in life where you did you you felt a certain way for a long time. You don't know how you got there. Yeah, therapy helps you figure out that turn mm. to either get past that turn or figure or prevent that turn moving forward. Because we do feel a lot of things. We all go through stuff, and we're constantly evolving. Mm. So whether you're self aware of yourself or not, when you when you live through life and you you go through experiences. You tear something down, you got to build it back up again. And you're evolved. And once you've evolved, you might have gained some new traumas Mm -hmm. that you don't know are traumas. You know what I mean? And then it just helps you get there. That's why I think when he says when it makes it fun to him, it's because like, yeah, at some point you're like, listen, like it gets gets easy. You got somebody who can can bounce your ideas off of. Mm -hmm. They can kind of throw it back at you like, oh, I'm tripping. Cool. And you can just get there quicker. And then eventually therapy is more so of a, less of an unpacking thing, but more of a a, a process building situation. But initially you, you unpack you unpack and unpack and unpack and unpack, and unpack to the point we get. You know what to pack all of it at one time. You don't got to hold nothing in. You as soon as you come, so first you come off, you go be kind of slow rolling. Mm-hmm. But when you get the thing on the the wings of things, mm-hmm. man, you go get this into that. You go put it on the table. See, it wasn't until recently though, man, that I've even started noticing some of my past traumas, or even started like even calling them traumas. You know what I mean? Exactly. It wasn't for the last couple of years because Yo. I've been moving a lot, a lot of a lot of my life where I thought shit was normal. Because it happened around me all the time. Like, yo, this shit is normal. Like, so yeah. what shit would happen when niggas get in fights or niggas start shooting or whatever the case it was, that shit was just normal to me. Like, it would, I would brush that shit off. Yeah. And people would tell me like, yo, son, that shit is not normal. Like, for you to be able to be, like, I used to have a temper. I used to be quick to put a punch a nigga in the face. Like, yeah. you know, I, I won't try to kill nobody. I won't, you know, I ain't, I won't shoot like that. But I was always trying to fight. You know what I mean? So... But it was times I'd be like, yo, what the fuck was I? You know what I mean? And yeah, hindsight, like, like y'all yeah. look back on like, yo, what the fuck like type of time was I on? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I risk it all for nothing. Facts. Just, you know what I mean? It's out there just living and shit. So. But it's so mm-hmm. many people in their late late 50s, they still going through this trauma and they ain't got it right yet. Fact. And they so stuck in this matrix that they don't even want to get it right. It's like you can't teach your old dog new tricks. A lot of, a lot of people fall victim to that. Yeah, yeah so. especially with food. Like on that, I, I can't. I you know what I mean on the mental health part, I ain't really experiencing that space. But when it comes to food, that shit is a fact. There, boy, people fall in these these cycles of just eating the way they eat and taking care of themselves, and but not really taking care of themselves. And you just, I'm like, I tell people all the time, like, yo, don't wait to the doctor to tell you to do this shit, dog. They're gonna tell you to take care of yourself at some point if you keep going down this road. Your body don't, ain't used to what it used to doing. It, it, it can't, it can't sustain younger. that long. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? 
I mean, it can sustain a long ass time. 15 years, 20 years of abusing your body, and you probably gonna feel normal. But after that 20 years, or that 22 try, years, try to bounce back. I did a video about that. That uh it's it's actually interesting that um <clears throat> plantation foods is the same thing as soul food. Same thing. I just that's called it slave food. Right. Yeah. So why yeah. are we still I call it well, slave food. Every time somebody, yo, my mom, I'm not eating that slave exactly. food. Exactly. But, but, you know, you think about it. You eat some food, you get the itis. Mm-hmm. Yep. Food's supposed to give you energy. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not supposed to be tired. For yep. sure. <laughs> so what are we doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. and it, it is super obvious until you change those habits. Yeah. And then all mm-hmm. of a sudden, you're like, I can't do that no more. But oh, yeah. most people don't believe it. Or you tell a person, you got to do this. You're like, I can't do that. I'm like, eating yes, the right you way yeah, is saying to diet. Eating the right way in America is saying that you want to die. It should but be a lifestyle. It's, 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 you is not. It's not a diet. It's you eating the right way. Eating the right way. You know yeah, what I mean? Man, so. yeah. I, I preach that shit, man. Take care of your fucking body. I'm real strict about what I put in my body. I ain't ate meat and it's probably been like eight, nine years at this point. You know what I mean? I'm at, I'm at a point like I'm a year and some change. Yeah. So I've been out a year. Back. I've been out a year. So yeah, it's probably about like 14 months I ain't ate meat. I, ain't, I don't think I'm ever going back. I was talking about shit earlier today too. I don't think I'm ever going back to meat, bro. I ain't paused, but. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm fucking with it no more. Shit, you know when, you met, when you met me, I was a vegetarian the first time. Was it? Yeah, I was. I, I was back eating then. back then. Like I was 175. I wasn't. I was eating. No you meat. was way smaller back then. I right? was way smaller. I started. I got really really sick. Like cut a lot of stuff. And I started working out. Like I just started hitting. Wait, like, with COVID. Before COVID. Oh shit. I got I got really sick. Damn. And um, I just made a lot of changes to my life. But I, one thing I did, I started stop drinking as much. I stop eating certain things. I don't touch fried foods. I don't do processed foods. I don't mm-hmm. do any of that type of stuff. I'm very aware of what I take in. Mm-hmm. My proteins, like I, I just, I bench. I, I lift heavy. What, what, what's the difference that you feel with yourself with the eating habit change? Uh, I have more energy. Um, as I get older, I mm-hmm. like even when I go to the doctor, I constantly go get checkups, and she's mm-hmm. saying you're 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 better. You're better than what you were before. Like right. you, you, your blood work looks good. Like you, you look good. You feel better. Get de- in detail about the energy though. When you say you, yeah. Cause yeah. like a lot of people hear that, like I don't. All right, like, all right. You know so, saying? for instance, even if I, even the fact that I consume maybe about two hundred grams of protein a day, mm-hmm. and I, I do it consistently just because of how I lift. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm never stuffed. I'm never tired. I never have the itis. I never have any of those things. Mm-hmm. But I still can consume them as much as I do without feeling it. And the reason by reason being is like for one, you know, I don't eat until I'm full. Mm-hmm. I eat till I feel good. I'm like, I'm good, mm. right? I got what I needed out of it. And then secondly, I have a very crazy schedule. And to do the schedule I'm doing, the way I move, and the fact that I'm really tired, mm-hmm. and I still have energy to do whatever I feel like doing, mm-hmm. like most of the time, it's solely because of how I consume. I, listen, I preach this to everybody, dog. Like, I, I went through so long of my, so many years of my life getting four hours of sleep every night. But I ate good. And I mean, I took care of my body, and they was like, yo, how are you... Now, three hours of sleep, four hours of sleep, I was good. I ain't need nothing else besides that. And sometimes I would break it up two hours, and then I would get up and keep moving, right. and sleep two hours again, and then keep it. That'd be my day, and I would I would never be tired. You, know you what can mean? see it in your face. You can see it. You know, just when you wake up and you get up, and your how your body feels. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, sure, oh, sure. And, but I think it's it more so you're paying to yourself. You're paying back. So when you get in your forties and fifties, that, yeah, that's 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 the what part. you're that's what you're doing. You're you're that's you're, you're conserving yourself. So when you get to your forties and fifties. You feel good. Yeah, you still yeah, can move yeah, around. Yeah, you see people yeah, like, well, how old are you? Oh, yeah. I'm 55. Like my dad. Mm-hmm. Two weeks ago, my dad came. No, Labor Day weekend. My dad came down. My dad has a self-defense school. He was military. He's always been clean. Yeah. And at 56, 57 years old, I can't. He's, he's around there. Like, that was the first time he went out. 
went to the club. You know, I don't drink liquor like that. Like, this is like sake, whatever. I don't drink like liquor like that. But um, I went out with him. His energy was still better than mine. And I was mm-hmm. like, he, he, four, he, five in the morning, he's coffee, he's working out, he's in, the, in my backyard. I'm like, <laughs> and he's just like, I can't stop moving. I'm like, what do you mean? So when I stop moving, I die. That's and I, fact, but though, what? his energy was like, I'm like, Dad, like you're moving, like mm-hmm. you're not tired. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, nah, I ain't tired. We talking about like I'm always moving. I'm always, but he's always training. He's always moving. He's always eating. He's specific, you know. I mean, he's very specific to what he puts inside of his body. Mm-hmm. You know, besides liquor, he he's very specific. Very specific, yeah. yeah. But he still though. he lo- he looks good though. Like people didn't know how old he was when he went to the club with me. You're like your dad's your dad. Like my dad, he don't look old. Have you seen that? Is it is a uh, a documentary on Netflix about people who live over hundred years old? You know, I heard about it. I didn't. I didn't see it. And you know, like so, they they broke it up. They went. They called them the blue zones, and it's like where the people live to be over 100 years old. Like you know, what I mean, There's a lot of people it's like over 100 years old. They have populations. You know what I mean? So they went there to try to figure out like, right, yo, what are these people doing to live this long? You know yeah. what I'm saying? And so they broke it up into like a pie. And I might be getting this shit kind of kind of fuzzy, but a lot of that shit was movement. All, they, all the attributes of these people, they, they keep moving. They wake up every day. They got these routines. They just never stop moving. They have things to do. They have goals to make. And that's that's a big part of it. Scorching. Community is another part of it. A lot of these people, they have, like, a lot of people around them. They taking, they, you know what I mean? They're helping out. They're laughing all the time. Stress is low. Good energy. And mm-hmm. what they can and what they eat. And there's another one, too. I can't remember what the other one was. But what they consume. Yep. You know what I mean? They said beans. Beans was at the mid the one thing that was in everybody diet that was living to be over 100 years old. And don't quote me, it, it might not have been everybody, but it's a big percentage of all these people that live in these blue zones. Yeah, that beans is one of the common things. I, that's one thing that did stick out to me. And I eat a lot of fucking beans, you know what I mean? Because I don't eat meat, so I gotta get yeah. my substance from somewhere. Yeah, you know what I mean? So I could see that, especially back in the day. Yeah, back in the day. So, yeah, you know, I, something to it, man. Something, something to that thing. What you saying, moving. Moving. Keep moving. He keeps moving. He has his, his structure every single morning. He gets up, meditates, he works out. He's just like, hey, what you doing? You sleep late here. I'm like, what? It's like 7.30, bro. <laughs> you, hey. sleep, you sleep late. It's hey. 7.30, man. What hey. do you mean? Let me uh, switch the topic a little bit, man. Right. I, actually, I actually have a question. So you, you got kids, right? How many kids you got? Two. You got two. How many kids you got? One. You got, and how old's your daughter? 15. 15 years? 16. Yeah. 15 years old? Yeah, she about to Yo, be 16. Yo, why I know that? God <laughs> damn. <laughs> Scary hours. Yeah, she 15 about to return 16. Yo. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. You must have been young boy. I was about 19 going on 20. That one that that one that too, you know, that was that's kind of good. Uh, how, how old were you when you first kid? Uh I think I was like 21. 21? Yeah. 22, 22, 22. Damn, you got a big I ain't I thought your daughter was young, dog. No, no. I could have sworn you had like an eight-year-old or some no. shit like that. You got a six, you about to have a 16-year-old? Yeah, she about to be 16. That shit crazy. All right, so you sat down for seven years. Big, big chunk of her. How long you been home? A year. 14 months. 14 months. Yeah. So you were sitting down a lot, a big chunk of her life, right? Mm-hmm. So there there was a I had another conversation on the podcast with my homie uh Donnell. Um he did 22. I think he did 22. Yeah. I think I, I think I mentioned him before to you. Yeah. But he he brought himself home on clemency. You okay. know I mean, he did 22 and got himself out. And uh his, his the, the mother of his son went on, she married again, you know what I'm saying? He did 22 years behind the wall. Mm. So his son grew up not knowing his father at all, right? Yeah. So when he came home, he uh it was hard, you know what I mean, because 
he ain't know. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? He had, he's like, yeah, I don't even know you. Like, you know what I'm saying? The other person is really my, I've like, been the father figure for, he's like, I, you literally, I don't know you. And uh, one thing that he, you know what I mean? He, he shared a clip from the podcast with his son. And that was like the catalyst for him and his son to kind of get their relationship back on track. But the question I wanted to ask y'all is, uh, do you act, do, have you ever like actually like have conversation with your daughter to like understand who she is? And let me, let me preface it when I say this, right? Like not like looking at the thing that she likes. Like, you know what I'm saying? Not what, what she's into or what she does, but like how she likes you to talk to her. How she actually receives information. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know if you got, I, you know, maybe I should have asked if you even got a relationship with your no, daughter. No, 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 you could do, that's good. You know what I mean? Do you have a relationship with your daughter? Yeah, I got a great relationship with my daughter. Um, I, the same tools that I learned in the program I was in, mm-hmm. that's how I, I utilized me and her relationship and we and her went to um, counseling together. So I knew it affect her in so many ways because mm-hmm. I've been talking to her on the phone. Oh, uh, so you kept in contact with yeah, her the of course whole I did. time? Yeah, The we, whole time? Yeah, the whole time. We write letters to each other and all. So... I learned how to talk another language to her. I was learning how to talk on to her instead of at her. Mm. So I didn't know these two before I went in. Okay. So she, I didn't expect her to know what she know. She was so open to it. I'm like, dog, she got the tools already when you ask her these questions. You know what I'm saying? I asked her how it affect her, you know, certain mm-hmm. things that I'm not there in present, you know what I mean? She she know everything. Like, me and her got a good bond. That's dope, though, man. I'm, I'm, I'm happy as fuck to hear that you actually took the time to do yeah. that. Because, you know, a lot of people go behind that wall, bro, and, and no, you know I mean, no, the relationship no. with their kids dwindle. And, and it might not even be by their choice. A lot of times it's the woman that want, you know what I mean, they want to keep it, the kid away from that system. Like, you know what I'm saying? They don't want to... And, and I, I'll be honest, though. Like, so I can imagine what it does for a kid to go visit their, their father, whoever, in jail, right? And I think this is the shit that I think about, right? So mm-hmm. we all know a lot of our, our kids, especially our daughters, mm-hmm. they pull things from our, from their, their parents. <clears throat> Usually a lot of times when a, a young lady grows up, when she settles, she'll end up dating someone with the qualities of her father. Mm-hmm. Or she'll really, or she'll give them those, those flaws that, that this man had, that her father has. She'll give in to those. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Or she'll start interpreting that as love. Because, hey, my father went through this. So you know what I'm saying? We still good. Uh, yeah, I restarted it. Um, so you know what I mean. So I, I think about that. So when I think about that, like, do you want your kid to come see you behind the wall, and then that affect her when she gets grown, um, or do you want to kind of protect her from that? Let her live in a kind of maybe it's a false world, but live in something, live in a different kind of bubble. So your expectation of man is not this. Um, no, I do not. Um, we had to talk about that too. You know what I mean? I told her I made some wrong decisions, and it was selfish due to the fact that. I was saying I was doing it for my family, but I really was doing it for me. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So for me, it's all about taking accountability and, you know what I'm saying, get moving forward. So we'll mm-hmm. figure out what we're going to do next. You know what I mean? That's so fact. to get things better, because I want a better relationship, not just with my, my daughter, with my, my mom and all. So these tools I use, me and my mom got the best relationship too, because mm-hmm. we didn't have a lot of things I didn't have coming up that I was looking for in the household that I didn't have. But now do I know how to speak to her in the right manner? Mm-hmm. This is what she's showing, more affection, hugs, I love you more, you know? Yeah, yeah, Things yeah. I didn't have when I was coming up, you know? So. All right, so I'm glad you said that, right? Because that that is the the common the common thread, right? So every time I talk to someone, and especially other men, right? We we always we we always talk about the conversation about the relationship between us and our parents, right? Mm-hmm. And 
a lot of times, especially in our community, our parents don't be having the tools or the situation is kind of fucked up or oppression plays a part or drug, the drug thing played a part in our life. There's some, some kind of way where, where the structure of our family is kind of broken, right? So our parents do the same thing. They give us the things that they didn't have, right? So this is the thing that's, that I found out to be common, though, is that a lot of times when you get into your 40s and 50s, right, when I talk to these older guys and talk about how their relationship with their parents, they talk about all the fucked up shit, the, all, all the things that kind of like, the, the bad shit they pull from their parents. You know what I mean? The, the, right. the bad things. It's always the, you know what I mean? The, the stick out to most of them is the, is the negative shit. You know what I mean? But they, they, I feel like they did what they, they, they could do. But they I, didn't know no better. So, it's the blind that, leaving the blind. But that, but that changed the fact how it affected you. No, it don't. And, that, and that's what I'm saying. Like, but so it's not for me to keep hold a grudge to them because they did the best they could that's, at that. That's moment. hard to tell somebody that has a, a person to point at for what they know is with is, me is a flaw. I'm gonna keep it on me. I can't sit here. See, I never had. I never had a father. My father died when I was like three or something. Mm-hmm. But I can't keep. Making an excuse and I'm 40 years old saying my daddy wasn't there to take me to the fair and none yeah, of that. I don't think I don't you think it's making mean? an excuse, but I also think that it, you realize that a lot of your actions were attributed to not having a father, yeah? Yeah, that's one of my core beliefs. And yeah. and but that's what I'm saying. So if you can say that, hey, the absence of this person caused me to make some fucked up decisions in my life. You know what I'm saying? That was on me. I can't say that. It was on me. Was it on you? It was on me because I was there. That or was it on I, your circumstance? But you can learn that from flip. what you don't have. Yeah. Too. So yeah, that, it that's never after stopped me. I think it, now after the fact. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You talking about his, 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 his the choices he made initially. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I agree. Like, but you. you, you it, can't yeah, selling really. drugs. Yeah, doing that at my time I was selling drugs, but it never stopped me for what I really wanted. So when so I you got, don't put the blame nowhere else but on your shoulders. Not no more. Initially, you did. You Initially, blamed. it did. I yeah, did. My brother, same I issue. Had to, I had to come to agreement that yo. I'm gonna have to do what I gotta do regardless. Yeah. He gone. What I'm supposed to do? Yeah, you know, I, 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 I held a lot of resentment for my mother. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't it wasn't the same. Like she was there, but she wasn't there. I want to make sure I say this shit right. Like so, you know, my mom she did she did the best she could, right? And from my perspective. I was like, yo, this shit kind of fucked up. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you did some shit that kind of like stuck with me for a long time. But then yeah. once I learned about the shit that she went through, all that resentment faded away. You know what I mean? Because then I was like, oh shit, now I know why yeah. you are how you are. Yeah. Like, you know, it, it's not even, it's not even like you just, you just choosing to be this way. Yeah. Like you were born into some fucked up shit as well, <laughs> yeah. and you gave me better. And and the, this is the thing that I always, the one thing that I heard from men with their fathers, right? Me and my father had a cool relationship because my father was always around. He was just a chill cat. But all the the peers I know that had rough relationship with their father, mm-hmm. it had is rooted in that same shit. It's rooted in, in exactly the same shit, dog. Like every single time, it never changes. That you treated me a certain way, but listen, you grew up better. You was better than me. You know what I mean, you went out to college, you got a good job, you taking care of yourself now. I think I did good. I, th- I thought I did a good job, and my fucker be like, <laughs> nah, nah, dog, you didn't, dog. You was a, you was a garbage ass father, not for nothing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But from their perspective, they did the best they could. Yeah. But doing the best you can, is that enough? No, I mean... If it's the best you can. If it's the best you can, it's how you I, phrase I think, that. I think it will... <clears throat> I give you what you're trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> but the best you can at that moment is the best you can. You but, you can't put a wall on that. It's based off of where you are or how you evolved, right? I think t- once you equate time into that... Time. Do you, do you never change from that? Do you never try to get better? That's your issue. 
Not that. being able to learn from your mistakes. Yes. I can tell sure. you, I, even I can piggyback off what you're saying. Like my dad was military. He was Navy. Mm-hmm. So he left six to nine months out of every single year. Mm-hmm. And him and my mom weren't getting, weren't getting along very well. So when they weren't, I was with my mom. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, but whenever he was around, that's, that's, that's my goal. That's my guy. Because we were so similar. Mm-hmm. Extremely similar. And I also told you in the beginning of this, this podcast, I went, I went to, I was in therapy. I was like 13, 14 years old. My mom is manic depressive. And she still is. The difference between me and my mother is the fact that I chose to get off of medication. Mm. I chose. Around high yeah. school, I said, I don't like how I feel. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, and I, I learned how to compartmentalize my thoughts, mm-hmm. my feelings, and my emotions. Right. Because I, I'm very aware. I've just always been an aware person. And also, I was lucky that I had a grandmother who was a teacher and psychiatrist. Okay. Word. So yes. she Bless always you. helped guide my thoughts. My mom's been my mom regardless. And I did have resentment with her for an extremely long time. We never got along. Mm. But as I got older and I became an adult, I realized, damn, I'm just an older version of who I was before. I was 13, 14. That's who she is. Mm-hmm. And then I became the person who was their therapist. I became the person who I, we fought tooth and nail. She, you're disrespectful. No, I'm not. I'm telling you what it is because this is not right. And I stuck to my guns. And she eventually came back around to me and you know, we have our moments, but we got back. But mm-hmm. the point being is, my younger brother was different than me. My younger brother, 14 years old, four counts attempted to murder. Like, he 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 wanted his, his dad. Mm-hmm. He didn't want me telling him everything. Yeah, he wanted yeah, my yeah. dad. Yeah, yeah, my yeah. dad wasn't there for it. Mm-hmm. And his He went a whole different path. We had a similar upbringing, but he went there, I went here. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, I, from what you're saying is, you still have to take responsibility for the choices that you make. Mm-hmm. I chose to realize when I was without something, I didn't like how I felt. So I'm going to make sure people around me and my son, when I teach him, mm-hmm. I'm going to make sure he, he feels the opposite. I learned from not getting shit mm-hmm. to make sure I give him what I don't have. Mm-hmm. That's how I learned. You know what I mean? But I was my dad for a while. Yeah, yeah. It took a conversation with my son because I was very tough with him. I'm, I'm yep. still tough, yeah. but I was the wrong tough with him. And right, it took him about. looking at me a certain way. I was like, I know that look. Yep. I know that look. And then I just switched at that point. I, I got myself together. That's, and that's when I went back because to therapy. Fact. To be honest with you. Because I, 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 something was wrong. I lost everything because of, my, because of certain the, things that happened to me. way of thinking. Me. Yeah. And, and I said, all right, got to backtrack. Went to church. Gave a, got a lot of stuff off my chest again. That's when I went back to counseling. And then I went to church because I realized something is wrong. I, don't, I didn't know something was wrong. I thought I was being normal. But I was aggressive. I was angry. I was mean towards everybody. Because of certain conditions in my life. What what did you what did you find out? What what was the um the problem? Why you was acting where you was acting? Um first, the people who I needed to talk to weren't there. Like I wanted to depend on my mom, but she just mentally was not capable of doing it. Man depressive people are people who are either you're high, you're low or extremely high. Mm-hmm. If I shifted her emotions, she went low and she couldn't give me what I needed. Mm-hmm. Or she felt attacked. Mm-hmm. And then my dad <laughs> my dad's based off of me having conversations with him and learning about his father and how he was treated because he he got he he got signed off to leave when he was 16 17 go to the military because he just did not want to be in the house no more because mm-hmm. how he was treated mm-hmm. so my dad didn't know how to talk either my dad mm-hmm. he, he didn't tell me he loved me until my son was like three mm-hmm. like that was the first time he said love him like you all right like he just seemed yeah, emotional yeah. as hell yeah, i didn't yeah, know what his yeah. problem was <laughs> he was going through his he didn't, know how to, he didn't know how to give it to you. He didn't yeah. know how to do it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And you know, I love who he is now because he reaches out to me. He talks to me. He says, thank you all the time. You help, you saved me. Yeah. Um, but regardless of it, you know, and I'll, I'll even be candid. I don't even talk about this very much. 
around 2014, around the time you and me were working, 15, I found out I had leukemia. I got mm. extremely sick. That's why I stopped doing music because I got really sick. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I stopped working out. I, I decided I made two choices. What am I going to do? Am I going to lay down mm-hmm. or I'm going to change my life around and fight this shit? Fight this shit. Work. So I fought. So I started working out. Mm-hmm. Working out was the only thing that gave me short-term goals where I immediately saw some results. Mm-hmm. I'm getting stronger. So as I got stronger, I felt better. Mm-hmm. But I was very aggressive because I was still angry because I wasn't dealing with my the comments. I, I didn't, my mom yeah, didn't know I was sick until like three years later. Didn't even Damn. tell me. Because I didn't, I didn't tell anybody but my girl. Yeah, I feel you on that. Because I didn't like look, being looked at as, as if I was weak. Yeah. When I felt weak. I felt defenseless. Mm. But when I lost everything, then I went to church and, you know, and I gave myself over to God. And I was like, I, I don't know what to do. I don't know. I don't know why I'm so angry. I didn't know what to do. Damn. That started my process of me going back to counseling. And from there, I regained my power. Yeah. I, my true power. Mm-hmm. Not the, 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 the fake, not the fake power. I learned true power. The mask came off. Everything came. And I, I just felt strong all over again. And at that point, I changed how I treated everybody. People didn't believe it at first. But consistently, I kept doing it. My son, I started talking to him. I started figuring out who he was. Because mm. he was more scared of me. They're yep. respecting me. Yep. That's, and that's what one of my homies, he told he told me. He, he had an older son. His son was like 20. He was like, yo, he's like, yo, for a long time, I thought I was making my son tough. I was toughening him up. He said, then he said, one day, he said, man, he called me over like, hey, man, can you pull up on us for a little while? He's like, yeah, I pull up. So he pulled up and it ended up being like an intervention. And he told him like, yo, every time I get around you, I get nervous. I get scared. Like my anxiety gets up because scared. I feel like something about the, you know what I'm saying? I just feel like I got to be on guard around you. Like I can't even be myself. And he was just like, that shit, he said it fucked him up because he thought that he was doing, doing a good the right job. thing. But yeah. that's how we've been taught mm-hmm. until we, but it's, it's, we caught it. As long as we catch it and understand it, then it'd be better off. But um, I was doing the same thing until I got the right tools to know how to talk. So, yeah, I just, I, the, the one thing I, I do want to highlight in this conversation that we're going to try and switch it up a little bit is, um, you know, see, see the same thing that we see in ourselves, right? It's it's the same story over and over again for my parents. They're giving we're giving our kids a better better than we had, right? They, from their perspective, gave their kid better than they had, right? But they never really addressed their flaws. We need to do the same. Can I can I add to that? Yes. And that's that's something I did, and I want I think people should know this for real, for real, for real. Like, so they did they they gave us something different than they received, right? Which means that we have an upbringing that's different than theirs. Mm-hmm. That also means that they didn't learn those lessons. So my mother and my father, I gave them both real conversations. Mm-hmm. As, I got, as I became more aware, I, I, I took my mom separately and said, look, this is how I feel. This is how you actually did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, I'm great. And I appreciate you. I love you. Mm-hmm. But this is how you did. Yeah. And I want you to understand this like, I'm not telling you to, to, I don't even need you to say, I'm, you're right. I don't need that. Mm-hmm. I just want you to know you messed up in certain places and this yes. is where you did it. Yes. But right. I love you and I appreciate you and I learned from it. And I told my dad the same thing and it hurt him for a while. We didn't talk for a minute. Mm-hmm. They all came back to me. Yeah. That's and how it goes. You know, they all came back eventually and yes. like, you know what I'm saying? I just, I just want that exactly what you just said, dog. Like I want us to be aware of that now yeah. because like we ain't like listen well we can we can sit here and say like listen you know all we can focus on say yo i, I talk with my daughter and you know i, I do this and i do that and but you got, i yeah, got a relationship but you know we all know that we ain't perfect hey, we all know we're working we, flowing, we 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 lacking somewhere and sometimes just like our parents did you can get caught in the fog of saying hey 
this is the best, you know what I'm saying? I think that I'm doing a good job. Instead of not really, you ain't really addressing what flaws you might have. Right. You know so, what I mean? You might just focus on what you're doing right. It's a relationship. So, yeah, yeah it definitely is. So, when I came home, I, t- I had resentment towards my mom on certain things, and I addressed it. Mm-hmm. I was like, every time I tell you something, you always trying to talk me out. And that's one thing I, I don't like. Mm-hmm. I need you to put be in my corner and telling me, do your research. Cheer me on. Don't yeah. sit here and stop get me like Time. taking me out for my thought I, yeah, I was yeah. i was getting so mad because i had a lot of ideas and they got that slave mentality i hate to say it yeah you know what mm-hmm. i mean and they keep you down no you need to work nah i'm not doing that that's yeah. for you what you doing You're so right. stop doing that like, i need you to be there for me not against me yes. every time you know what i'm saying so i i, I addressed that situation mm-hmm. she she acknowledged it she apologized and you know things were different the same thing with my daughter you know mm-hmm. um i talked to her about a lot of things that I didn't do, I want to do with her, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. moving forward, how are we going to do it? Yeah. So when we go over these things, I ask her to repeat what did you get? So she get a clear understanding because a lot of things that my parents was t- were teaching me, mm-hmm. I didn't understand. And they yeah. and I want to make sure my daughter understand moving forward before we get off this, this topic, before, you know what I mean? Yeah, listen, I, I, I 100% agree. I think that one thing that I want people to be aware of though in those moments though is that just like what, how we growing up now, our parents grew up totally different. Different society. Yeah, Different rules, different everything. You our be, kids, <laughs> our kids are growing up in a different society. Absolutely. They're looking at the world differently than how we do. So just yeah. like we have to be aware that when we enforce these rules on the, our kids, that the world is different for them. We might overstep our boundaries because we might be giving them a perspective of the world, how we see it and how we experienced it. Mm-hmm. But those experiences might not be valid anymore in today's time. Yeah, but one thing though, I don't want to... Like our parents cut us off from a lot of ta- um, talent just because what they was going through. They might say, no this, no that. You know what I mean? I want my daughter to be open-minded so and me, creative. So let me ask you a question, right? So yeah. well, I feel you, and but you got to realize we in the South. We in the, we in the, we in the South, South too. This is Charleston. So yeah. with that, right? So you got to think like, so grandparents, I've met grandparents that stay in Mont's Corner. Well, we in Mont's Corner right now, but old people stay out here. They tell these kids the same thing, like, yo, don't do this and don't do that, right? But what I realized is that their perspective of the world is that when it was dangerous, it was really dangerous for them to go try to do these things. Yeah. It was, it was real dangerous. You had a real potential of getting fucked up, locked up, killed, or something like that by some racist white person. It was a reality for them. So if you got to imagine, right, if it was a reality for them and you're their kid, they're going to, if that's their reality that they live through it, it's always going to be real for them. If they never really step outside of that and go learn different. So right. what they're telling you is based on real concrete shit because they thought they really trying to save your life. Now, I agree with you 100 percent. It is a slave mentality that, you know, it is something that I think oppression did on purpose. They purposely did that to our people mm-hmm. to fuck our mind to say, hey, you can't be no more than this. And if you try to, this is what's going to happen. And I think uh, I, decades and decades of that dog, it just it drained the, the, know, the pull out of some people. So when I was down, right. In them seven years, um, everybody was like, how you did it? But I look at it as a positive. I took a negative and turned to a positive because I, I worked out every day. Mm-hmm. I had a whole car. I, I, I um, educated myself with business because mm-hmm. the whole time I knew what I was going to do when I get out. As soon as I drop now, boom. So when I came home, it was so many people. Yeah, you need to get you a job, do this and start working. I'm like, I didn't want to be in debate because I... After being around over a thousand people daily, I stopped debating. I meet 
I just meet them where they at and leave it where it at. So, yeah, yeah, right. you know, a lot of them kept coming. It kind of got frustrated. So I was like, you know what? I just stay away from certain stuff and from that, that mentality. But the first one I got home, I went and got five cars, five brand new cars. I put them on Turo. I found out. I stayed on Turo about six months. I found out the game, how they operate. Mm -hmm. I opened up a Turo. Boom. So now I'm I'm branched off like Turo, set up like Turo, but beyond a little bit beyond Turo. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm working on a lot of stuff now. I've been home for like 14 months. So I got a lot accomplished from LLCs doing teaching people how to build their credit, teaching mm -hmm. people how to get funding from the bank, you know what I mean? Start their own business from scratch yeah. without even using their money. So it's like OPM for me. So I, I, I accomplished a whole lot, not just going on what everybody's saying, you know what I mean, from what around. You, so you you, I had to surround myself with different-minded people, yeah? Because yeah. if I would've went back there, I'd have been stuck in that same- Same shit. The same circle, you know what I mean? So okay. I had a, I mean, I had a uh, conversation with you about two days ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, and yeah, you, ago, yeah. yeah, you you open another door for me and how I should look at things. Yeah, from, we we start talking about chasing money. Yeah, about chasing the whole money, idea. Yeah. Just you know, from my perspective, a lot of us get caught up in the rat race of chasing the dollar. Yeah, I mean, and we and we all our plans are made around making a dollar. All our goals are planned around making a dollar. And before you you look up, man, you don't do shit for self. Everything you're doing is chasing money. Dollar, yeah. You don't do nothing to make yourself happy. And you you will keep lying to yourself saying that if I make more money, that's going to make me happy. Right. And you get more money. It don't make and you, you want more money. Yeah. And then you want more money. And then you go, you know what I'm saying? And then then really you just got more money and you start buying more shit. It's really, you know what I'm saying? Shit that you really don't really need. It's just it's shit that you have want. money that you can buy. So yeah, you buy. You want it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But everything I, you need is already, is really necessity based. You know what I'm saying? I'm, Shelter, food, clothing. Yeah, transportation, everything else beyond that is kind of luxury. You dig know what I'm saying? Right. To have a 60 inch TV at this crib and have a game system and have, you know what I'm saying, TV in every single room. It's cool, but it's not necessary. I think we fooled ourselves and be like, damn, you only got one TV? Like, we, we look down on some motherfuckers for having yeah, one TV. Yeah, but our culture's not instilled with uh, investments. Nah, it's not. It's, it's, not even it's about what, it's, what do you got? It's society. Well, yeah, I, I agree, but our society as well. Our, our culture. You know, yes. whether it's change, whether it's you can look at anybody who gets money, artists, whatever the case might be. Look at the, the fall of any of them, right? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> they get get their first deal. They buy, let's say they get a five hundred thousand dollar advance. They buy a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar chain. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what type of investment is yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could have bought you a chain. You could have yeah. bought you could have bought into something that was going to keep on giving you money, but it's not being taught. Yeah, it the makes literacy. sense. It right. makes sense to me why they do it though, because the new currency is attention. Right. But listen, all right, Ocho Cinco. Mm -hmm. If you already appear to be a certain status, whatever you put on you is going to look like it's a higher status. I agree. So I, agree I can, he, he bought fake everything. Yes. And nobody knew it because he was his value was in himself. Yes. So if I'm, if I'm a major artist, I'm, I, they think I got it. So they're not going to assume that I bought something fake. Yeah, yeah fact. You yeah. get what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's just the way we view currency. But you can, you can utilize it however you want to utilize it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, even even with that though, like our culture is even twisted with that because it has to be real. We 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 are obsessed with it has to be official. We we, we have to go to the expensive stores to get the nice shit, the nice jeans with the purple label. You know what I mean? The yeah. jeans gotta cost hundred and fifty bucks or two hundred or five. Oh no, that should get crazy sometimes. That's a t-shirt gotta be <laughs> seventy bucks, and it's a plain white t-shirt with one design on it. You know what I'm saying? And for me, I've always been the 
I can, I'm not even going to say cheap. I've been a financially responsible person for a lot of my life. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I don't pay for shit like why, that. Why were you that way, though? Because I, I, I learned early to spend money on life versus things. And who, so, taught, who taught you that? Or it was just like, what, what I, moved you there? Uh, I, I think, okay, the reason why, the reason why I know I, I, I'm like that is because every summer, my mother and my father would send me to my grandparents' house. I lived in Virginia and shit, right? We lived in Virginia. It's not country. It's not, not rural either. You know what I'm saying? It was not, it's not like city either. It's like middle ground, right? So we, we had stores and people everywhere. But every summer, I would go down to North Carolina, and it was in the middle of a dirt road country. Like, the next house was miles away. You feel me? It was like the middle of the field. My granddad built a house with his hand. No running water. Well water outside. No bathroom in the crib. We got an outhouse. You got, you got to pick a piss of shit in the middle of the night. You use the bucket. Put that shit outside. Dump it in the morning. Because they know lights nowhere. So damn, they sent me to a place. Like of deprivation, where it's like, nigga, ain't no, ain't no people around here, ain't no stores, uh, ain't no TV, I get it, ain't no real toys, mm-hmm. ain't nothing to do. So figure that shit out. So I, what, I was going there every single summer, but I got you. I, I found out how to have fun without having to have nobody or anything. Exactly. I would I learn how to entertain myself. Yeah. yeah, I would learn how to practice playing back with bees. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you, got, you got humbled early, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that, therefore me, so I guess when I got older, man, like material things just didn't move me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I went through seasons without having none, no right. material things. So whose decision was that to send you there? My parents. Right. Mm-hmm. So you got something. Even if you, even, even with you resenting certain things, you got something out of their actions. Yeah. I don't, I don't resent them for sending I, I know. Me. I'm just saying, I'm, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. I'm just saying like, you know, we we feel we when we're young we feel certain ways because I, I know initially you're probably like damn why are you sending me out here for yeah, yeah but you got something out of it I definitely got something my out dad of it. penny pinch military right. dude they teach you that I was Air Force in the, in the beginning they penny pinch uh nah it's gonna be cause too many bugs huh? it's gonna cause too many bugs to come over here yeah penny pinching but him being the way he was even though I know he had it mm-hmm. I was like I know you got it why are you acting like that but I learned how to like. He he will tell me money. He didn't probably give me a lot of advice. He told me how to conduct myself, how I walked, how I moved around, be professional, mm-hmm. how I dressed. I didn't say my. Uh, he showed me certain things, mm-hmm. but money was one thing he told me flat out. Unless you have like a certain amount of money in your account, if if it's even if you got it, mm-hmm. when you're at this number, you don't got nothing. And mm-hmm. when I I always knew understood that if I had a certain amount of money, even though it was more than other people, mm-hmm. I understood that. To me, I'm broke as hell right now. Yeah, don't exist. That's you know what I'm saying. And, and I was going. taught that way always. I see. I, I was, you know, it was crazy because I, I taught myself a little different. Like if I got money, the way I looked at money is that I, I was so obsessed with this living and life, I would just be like, I right, once my responsibilities were taken care of, right? You know what I'm saying? Like I spent my money on life. Like I didn't blow money. I wasn't with saving money either. But you know what I'm saying? Now the flip side of that is that I, right, right. you know, what I mean, I had the option to save a lot of money over a certain amount of time, right? So I look back on five years where I ain't really spent no money and then how my life was. Then I went back on a, a time period when I spent a lot of money on just life and shit. Yeah, made you feel way it. better, way better, uh, way more lasting memories. You know what I'm saying? Way better spent time. That's the shit I value the most. But it was valuable. It was, it's valuable. It, it, was, it was true value. It was value that was that was based off of you and not anybody else. And I, and I just kept in that cycle, bro. Like right. I, you know what I'm saying? Now, like I spend money on life. I don't care about having a big-ass bank account. As long as if I, this last year, I've been to so many places. Well, not this last year, but when I used to travel a whole bunch, I've been to so many places that I don't care if I'm broke because I know motherfuckers is broke right next to me 
It ain't been nowhere but going to right. work every fucking day <laughs> around the way. You dig what I'm saying? Absolutely. Now, I might be broke with you, but nigga, I done been to five countries. I done been to mass states. I done, I done seen yeah. and done a lot of shit. You yeah. feel what I'm saying? Like your, your, your experience is absolutely different. Yeah. And, and it's something nobody can take from you. For shit show. Yeah. Nobody, nobody can take that from you. So, all right, so I want to move the conversation to music real quick. Okay. Uh, what, what kind of music you listen to nowadays, bro? All kinds. Like, what, what, what show? You have a go-to? Like, what, what's, the, what's the norm? I don't relax. I don't go. Uh, Isn't hip hop mellow? Mellow jazz. Mostly R and B. Uh, old school. Old school. Like yeah. very white. You yeah. know what I mean? Stuff like that. Sometimes. Okay. What about you? Same same thing. I'm I'm pretty much old school at this point. Or um, like it depends on the moment. If I if I turn it up a little bit, okay. I'm working out, or if I'm in a certain situation, yeah, I'll, I'll crank it up a bit. But like Fact. I don't really know what's going on as much these days. <laughs> to be yeah. honest with you, like I know some of the like the. Dirks and so I know some of that stuff, whatever, because Dirk yeah. was then back then. But yeah. like the new stuff, I, I, I'm like I, I I've accepted the fact that I don't know what's going on. But R and B, that that sticks with me. I, I love it. My my best concert I've been to was Drew Hill. Like, yeah, it was Hill? A, Drew Hill. Drew Hill. Cisco. Cisco. Outstanding, bro. <laughs> listen, I, I, I know, but I'm Just telling you. Just see my face. I'm like, yeah, Cisco? Listen, I'm telling you. I was like, oh, shit. I get it. Listen, I saw, I saw a Thong song live. I was so excited. I'm like, I don't hear no Thong Thong song. Okay, everybody's like, Thong Thong song. He's like, all right, I'm going to do it. And I'm like, it, it happened? I was like, oh, shit. You got the ball, huh? Bro, it was one of the best shit I've ever seen. I was like, I get it now. <laughs> Key Sweat Show. Uh, new edition show, like uh, you know, Cisco, like all like just something that makes me feel good is where I'm at. Yeah, yeah. And I like new R and B too, but like just I gotta feel good and connect to it. I agree. I agree, yo. Yeah. I don't. Sit, I, ain't got time for I like. Stuff, man. I, I like hip hop. I mean, I don't. I don't knock it. You know, live and let live. Yeah, I mean, like, how, like what do you what do you think about hip hop? Cause you come from you come from hip hop. <clears throat> oh, well, I can say a little bit. And then you used to rap. Yeah, that's right. I actually did a whole R and B album by the way. Oh yeah, it's just crazy. I'm saying to you, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna do both. I just focus on rap. But either way, um, the newer there's some newer rap music I like. Like I like Tyler the Creator. Um, like he he takes it very serious. He's odd, but I, he takes it serious. But like just, I don't think that the spirit of music of hip hop is what it used to be at the moment. Mm-hmm. And or it could be the fact that it's just not for me anymore. So what do you, what do you think about the culture? You think the culture is fucked up? Yeah. I mean, it. You think the culture is fucked up in hip hop? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I ain't want to judge that, man. You know, it's a d- different. Right. You don't know. Age time. Live yeah. and let live. You know what I mean? So, day and day time, you know, you know, when we're coming up, you see what, imagine what the old Jesus used to tell us. Oh, they crazy. Ooh, it's ooh. Now it's our time to tell them, but I don't right. want to get, you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you, how you, do you look at it like it's, you, you kind of like, ah. You think well, it went went to went well, left. All right. So if you look at if if you look at who really controls the industry, even the like the labels are is controlled by older white men. Yes. So, you know that's that's, that's why I bring it. They up. spent energy into investing in certain sounds that they know tore certain things down. Yes. And that wasn't going to be long a longevity, but they can get the most out of it because people pay mind to it. That's the conversation so I want to have. They they did that. They they're doing that. So that's one thing that's happening. Everybody sees it. But also, if you look at it. It's getting to the point now that music execs are not necessarily signing a major act no more. They're signing Afrobeats and certain things because hip hop for the first time in how many years is now becoming, it's not number one like it used to be. Like you don't think so? So, I think right, hip hop is right, the first one. two. So, I the first two albums, so it's, two, it's, 20, it's, it's October 2023. The only two albums that went number one in hip hop was 
Doji, no, no, sorry. Lil Uzi Vert. But hold on, whose metrics are we going off of? Billboard. Why? That, that, I got an issue with that. But the Billboard's been the been the metric forever. But who owns who runs Billboard? But still been the metric though. That, but but, I, we, that, but if, I disagree with that. I, I, I don't understand. It, I don't understand why that they are the metric. Why do we make their shit the metric? Because no, no. So this is the thing: the wave of music, no matter whether you're pop, country, whatever, follows us. Okay. We 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 look at Asian hip hop. All the, they're copying us. Yes, if I you agree. listen to country right now, country is their 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 their, their cadence is hip hop. Okay, pop music. Their cadence is hip hop. Yes, R and B. The ca- so so if that's the case, why isn't hip hop? Why isn't rap number one if they, if it comes from us? It's because it's their shit. Of course, they don't want to give us the power. Afro, well, Afro beats is, is still us. Why that number one? So because again, it's not our metrics. That's why I don't understand why we why we judge our our in music specifically mm-hmm. the success on what Billboard says when Billboard isn't of the fabric of us. Well, what success though? Like you just said, like yo, you know, you your 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 scale just now was Billboard based on you say like oh well hip hop is this space look how many world number based. one now world based now so if you if you have like the separate R and B charts that there is something different but the world okay the let, charts of the world right okay let me ask you a question then. what right. about Kendrick Lamar or Killer Mike Killer Mike dope as hell so I go with Killer so go those are culture Lamar. albums in the culture. Right, those are super top level, top tier albums. I agree. Kendrick Lamar, you know, what I mean, they're top tier album. Now, Billboard don't want to call it that. For what culture, though? For our culture. See. What generation of culture? What do you mean? All right, I say like this: if you even if you pay mind to most of the, even the comment sections or just cause I have interactions a lot. Uh-huh. Somebody, somebody say somebody from our time, Kendrick might pop out or J Cole might say something. They might say something hella dope, like I feel like boom, 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 boom. If you look at the, and I was like, yeah, it's my dog. I'll 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 be I'll be on the side like yeah, boo boo boo. Mm-hmm. I, my, my man, I have like 130, 150 comments of people like, who the fuck is that? I'm like, what do you mean who's that? But like, okay. but my point being is they have the they have these other artists that are like, who appear. I'm gonna say appear. They appear like the Kanyes, the ones who do pop up shops and everybody shows up. Yeah. But if you think about what culture was back in the day, that was us. That was our Nellies. That was our Kendricks. That was our there are people who will show up and create that same type of atmosphere in the generation, but the generation that follows music right now, their artists are not even being viewed. Okay, their so artists don't sell either. This, this is a pushback I give to that is because right. the people that's commenting, they're right. all they're not they're not a, they're not our culture. Our culture is not in social media that way. So all, they don't they're not on there commenting on music about about J Cole or a new album. They like the people the, the people that fuck with Killer Mike album, they're not getting on social media commenting on somebody else's post about what they said about an artist. So you don't That's think not, everybody is social media at this point? No, I think they is ran by the kids. I think most of them people on there are not of our generation. They are the generation. Oh yeah, absolutely behind not. us. So yeah, they're not of generation. So again, for so, sure. But this this is what I, this is also again. So if, sure. if, if a rookie comes into the game, right, the new guy, yeah, the, right, the right, youngest right. guy, what what value do you hold of his opinion of hip hop as a whole? The person that just I, got in the door. I can't hold him to opinion because he doesn't care about hip hop. Exactly my point. So when if if we're talking about what people are saying on the internet, which is ran and mostly commented on by the people that's not of just our generation, why do we value value that shit? Because it's the machine that they use. <laughs> who use? And who says we got to buy that machine? But they're using that machines. And so here's, here's the sad part about it, right? If you notice that, all, if you look at all the sales right now these days, mm-hmm. the average now is thirty to fifty k. 30 to 50K. Album sales. So album sales, which is like, you know, the st- however they count up streams, which is weird as hell to me. Yeah, but again, that's... I, I don't... Yeah, uh, yeah, that's, yeah. that's a whole other conversation. But 
it's even getting to the point now where it's being acceptable. So it's no different than the school system. If you look at the grading system in the school system right now, kids, a B used to be 80 to 90, but now it's like, uh, let's say 75 to 85, whatever the case might be. They're lowering the system. Even when it comes down to hip hop in general, what they're starting to accept now is a lower number. It's a lower uh, exposure rate at this point. I got you. Because it's, it's, it's coming down in value. And if, if you think about it, these, these white people who control the whole culture, if they recognize the fact that, okay, this hip-hop is not working the way it used to be and it's not being consumed like it used to be uh-huh. and they move somewhere else, then it also uses value. It's losing its value. Now, so, so I think you're skipping over one one big part of that though is the that? fact that when you said like even with the streaming thing, we don't even know what that is anymore. So when we, we say fifty thousand, it right. can really not be that. Okay. It could be way more than that. They skewed the numbers to where we don't even know what it is but anymore. But they can't sell shows either. We showed up back in the day. But that's because that we were real fans. We had to go out and get the music. We're, we couldn't right consume. Then. We couldn't. We listen. I can go on my phone right now and listen to every single who, name of artist. I can listen to every single one of their songs back to back to back to back to back to back to back, nonstop. You dig right. what I'm saying? Yeah, of course. And so I have access to them. I can go. I can go see them on social media. They got pictures everywhere. They let me into their life. I got an insight to that. They might be on podcasts. I can. I can consume my favorite artists without leaving the couch of my house. Yeah, that's why they're not selling shows. Now I agree. The industry is the way the industry is moving right now is killing the, the beauty of it. You know what I'm saying? Like you think about the DMX. But I remember when DMX dropped two albums in one year. Everybody was like, "Oh, it was pandemonium," because that didn't happen. Yeah. They no. I I agree. The way we're consuming stuff nowadays is too fast, so we can't. Yeah. But they're also being forced to drop things too fast. And, and also, the culture is expecting them to drop fast. Because yeah. if, if they disappear for six months, damn, you don't fell off. What are you but doing? Then, at? But then what about people like J. Cole and, and Kendra Lamar that drop every couple of years? That was before. They, they still they, do it now, They though. got in, but they, they, they got in. They, they created that stronghold before... The before, fall. before this start, this became the culture. Before They're just the marketing it different. You know what I'm saying? They're making themselves more valuable. Yeah, I think we're going to... They had foresight. I think we're going to end up back there. They had foresight. No, I I agree with you. I do think it's going to slowly go on because people are getting tired of shit right now. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's it's overconsumption. But the thing is, I'm not... Sometimes I'll be like, am I In what aspect? What are they getting tired of? In what aspect? they're, They're noticing the repetitiveness. They're noticing even the production. They're noticing the repetitiveness. That sounds kind of similar. They're noticing it now. Before, they didn't give a fuck. Everybody was just like, let's do it. Drug music. Like, they were just lit. Yeah, it's getting watered down. But now they're starting to realize, damn, I can't even play this album again. Like, they're starting to get it. I do think it's going to reset. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I think so, too. I, I definitely do think it's going to reset. I don't know how, but I think I, I think a different kind of streaming thing what, is going to come into play. What's that going to look like? They're going to reset. What's, what you mean, reset? I want to. I think it's going to go back to the way it was before people start respecting music. You think I, so? But I, I, and what I, I, generation? What? What? I, I think not this what one. Century? Not this one. Yeah, I'm about to say I'm what century? About like, what, which one? Like the eighties? <laughs> not the seventies? Not this one. The nineties? No, no. I say two thousands. I don't think it's two thousands. I don't think it's gonna go back. I don't I think it's gonna go back. I say two thousands. That's when they, the it's beginning. It's starting to fall. But think about this right now. Once they stop, once once they realize, all right, let's pull back the hip hop because regardless of whether you agree or not, the industry controls the the, the playlist. And most people okay. hear stuff off a of playlist. It gets okay. on rap caviar and things of that nature. If you don't okay. get on those type of play, they control the playlist. Okay. People don't really know what to search for. They look. They look at what they what you give them. Okay. So once they start recognizing, okay, these numbers are dwindling. I can't get numbers from shows no more. I'm gonna go and leave y'all alone for a little second. I'm, I'm gonna go over here for a while. Get this up for a minute, and then somebody and somehow organically is gonna, is gonna spark something. Somebody will. Who will I have no? Somebody's gonna do it independently. I think we're doomed. Somebody, 
<laughs> I think we're doomed. I, I think hope, I, I think not, I think I think this shit is it's about so. to be over for a minute. I think music is about to tank. The music well, industry course, is about to right. tank. Think about pop. Remember how pop Movies. at one point was like the shit. Where are they at right now? Is that pop? Pop music in general. What, remember what pop was like? What crazy you know, big? What so? I right, define pop. Pop is what popular, right? Jason Derulo's the the the. So that's like EDM, high tempo type shit. Those type of things. They were like the shits. I remember that time, even how uh, bl- uh, Black Eyed Peas were, like all of them were in a certain area. Matter of fact, we can take it further than that. Alternative rock. Even alternative rock and rock at some point was lit. Rock ain't what it used to be no more. Because they realized, oh, man, now they can go on tour because they got their lifelong fans. White people support differently. But they, 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 they're not on the mainstream no more. Yeah, I think, I feel you. And, I, and you might, it might be some truth to that shit, man. But I think that also that uh, I don't think the internet is like real life, man. Like, oh, it's not. I, I, th- I think not. that, I think a lot of, even those facts of saying like, yo, this is not profitable. This is, they not selling shows. I think that shit is all perspective when you can, it's all subjective when you, you know what I'm saying? When you put it next to whoever else. You know what I mean? I think like like take for instance Gunner. The internet was killing Gunner. Killing him. Oh yeah, you a snitch da 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 da. He went and sold out the Barclays in a day because he had that quality it, music. It, you dig what I'm saying? It's, it's it's a facade, man. It's all that that moral stuff. The street world. It, but that's what I'm saying. It don't work music no more. Yeah, that's what, but that's what I'm no. saying though. It's the same thing with all that shit. Like all these numbers and all this streaming shit, man. That shit work now, but. The jig is up, man. Soon enough. I mean, I, I think I, this shit about to be over, man. All this, all this AI shit, music, everybody shutting off their catalogs. All the old heads shutting off their catalogs. I want to know why. Like, everybody like, oh, they're cashing out. But nobody asking why the fuck are they doing this? They could do some podcasts soon. <laughs> I, like, I, I, don't, I don't understand. I don't understand why people are shutting off their whole catalogs for these large lump sum of money. What are they about to do with all this music? What are they about to do with it? I think they're going to take it, remix it, and be give us the next 20 years of the same music that we know. Already, oh, make been, it sound a little different. All of it. They've been doing it, yeah. and then push yeah. artists out the way. That's what I'm saying. Like now, we we'll be able to go to playlists. It doesn't matter if the person is real or not. We want to hear something to make us feel whatever we want to feel in that moment. It's gonna be I want to hear some jazz. It. It's gonna be somebody who sparks it though. It's gonna be somebody who can come up, go against it, and spark it. Yeah. Who does it? I don't know. I think the aliens, alien things, aliens coming to the earth is the only thing that's gonna ever <laughs> gonna think, stop that shit. Think, think, think about this. Doomed. Drake has been consistent for how many years? Yeah. Why think, hasn't Drake decided to just go independent? Think about it. There's two reasons. Something's stopping him. Because he's, he he's, like he's part of a system. He love it. All right, but, but imagine, he Drake is fully aware, and they're aware that if he steps away from it and just says, hey, y'all, I'm dropping the show myself, because I can, as an independent artist, I can go on Spotify as I feel like it. Mm-hmm. All he has to do is drop his own shit. But I think, what happens? But I think he has the luxury of doing that. He can tell them like, hey, I'm going to drop when I want to drop. But why don't you do it? You think, don't you think you'll make more? Well, I don't think he does. Why, I like, think he does it. I there's think, some I, reason. There's I, some reason. I think why. he does it. I think he has that much control. And that, just don't say shit. It just yeah, he, like he does. He does what he wants to do, and the people are gonna be like, "Alright, that's when you want to drop Drake. Cool. Are you you not you do? Are you not you gonna push it back? Okay, cool. What, what <laughs> fuck else you gonna do? You know what I'm saying? You talking yeah. about one of the biggest artists in the fucking world? So yeah, yeah I don't know. He said aliens, and AI, right? There's something going on. Yeah, <laughs> I think the, the world AI is about to change the world. That's why Kanye flipping the fuck uh, out right now. Is something is going he? On. I ain't even paying attention no more. That's just Yeah, I've been stopped. He about to drop though. He's about to drop. That shit, that, listen, that shit cursing, yeah. gets old, bro. Like the same show. Like, you know what I mean? How many times I'm going to tune into the bullshit? How many times you going to run a jig up on me? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You going to come out here saying some crazy shit, then drop an album. Like, how many times I'm going to see you do this right in front of my face? How many times I'm going to keep falling for it? People do it, though. It's crazy. I, I, yeah, it's crazy. But, but listen, it's, but it's, that's it's, what I'm saying. He's a, he's, a, he's a special type of person. In other words, I don't think he's special. I'm just saying 
some reason, Kanye can say what the hell he wants to say, piss everybody off, and people somehow forget it when he disappears for a while. But there's always people. The king of outrage. About, there's, people, there's people in this world, right, who are just, think about in high school days. There's people who somehow, if they can do some lame ass shit, and then somehow come back and nothing happened. Like, it's just, just certain people have that superpower. I don't yeah. know what it is. I don't, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, you, just, yeah. you just got that superpower. I think he just has that superpower. But how much people do we have out here with that superpower? How yeah. many people do we have like now who are those people? Yeah. Because when they hop on these tracks, I be pissed off. I'm like, yeah. come on. Why do you, what, girl Glorilla? She fucked up Uchi Wally. I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I was I, so angry. I be, I be having like the, uh, I always think about oppression. I be, I be going left when I think about music and shit all the time. Like, you know what I mean? Because they put certain shit in the, in the airwaves to affect our culture. Yep. They made it cool to sell drugs. They made it cool. You know what I mean? They, and you got to think, like, all right, if it's these, these other people of not our culture controlling the whole business, right? And they want to keep us in a certain space. They're going to feed us certain kind of music. They'd be like, all right, the drug shit, the sale drugs, shoot a nigga. Like back in my day, it was the DMX. Shoot a nigga, kill a nigga. You know what I'm saying? We were the drug sellers. Mm-hmm. Now these new age niggas drug are drug users. users. You dig know what I'm saying? And they just put it in the music. And now I feel like they're aiming at females. Now they're saying, hey, put these females that's talking about this most yeah. de- degrading shit to say, hey, fuck a nigga, leave them. And catch, you know what I'm saying? Do all this crazy shit and making that shit cool. And there are some real impressionable teenagers out here right now. But their minds are really fucked up, though. From 16 and 19 years old, it's about they to be just out here the, the, doing some dumb shit based shit, on this. Yeah. But their minds really fucked up. Like, like, maybe a couple of years back, my grandmother passed. I was single then, of course. But, um, like, I, I went through a weird phase. I was fucking with strippers. I was doing certain things. Like, I was just, I really didn't want no attachments like that for, okay, like, five okay. years or so, whatever. And I was, you know, messing with strippers. I think strippers. I knew you doing that period. But continue. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I was messing with strippers, whatever, like, you know, just different type of people. Because, I, for one, I also like the conversations. They had interesting ways of thinking. Like, damn, that's how you feel? That's wild. Mm. I'm the guy in the strip club who sits next to a stripper and likes her. How you feel? Like, I don't know why I was like that. I did it all the time, though. That's crazy. I've never I, been a strip club nigga. Bro, I, I, I listen. I no, I, were, I really wasn't. I was just popping in that bitch and just have conversations. And most That's a of weird strip- ass place to pull up and have a conversation. Listen, it's shit. interesting. I'm trying I mean, to I tell get you. It though. Listen, you I get will it. be surprised at how a stripper thinks. Like you'll be extremely surprised. Yeah. But yeah. I, particular- I believe they have different minds because to be able to have to, to compartmentalize to get up there and do that, what you do, like you know what I'm saying, to not care, you know what I mean, to not like cherish that part of yourself to want to keep it private. They from want, the, world. the thing is that a lot of them want. They just don't know how to want. They don't know how to put, how to put themselves out there to get what they want. And they can't understand why it's not coming back to them. So since they can't communicate it, they act a certain way. But a particular female, she was a bit younger. And I was like, I didn't know you've been this young. Either way, I was just talking to her and listening to her speak. And I was like, you really think this? Like, I'm, I was just, it blew my fucking mind how she was viewing stuff. And I can tell when she was talking, she really wanted a lot more. Mm. But she didn't understand that how she was thinking would never give her it. Like she didn't get it. Like she didn't understand. It. So you have you you have a conversation with a bunch of strippers. Yep. Right? So do you? Is it? I, now I'm only assuming. I, I feel like a lot of them, their fathers weren't weren't in their lives. Funny thing is that that one I was talking about just now, mm-hmm. live with her dad. I was confused as hell. <laughs> I, I would assume. You know I, no, but saying? some of them do have that. daddy. They do have it. And when you're too nice to them, they're attached to you. So a lot of the strippers I would talk to from whether Gen X or the Fantasy or um, G Spot. Just because I would just talk to them normal, mm-hmm. they attached to me. You know mm. what I mean? Or, That's like most women, they'd really attach close. But like it was like I did no work. Like That's, it was no work. Don't worry about that. Hit me about the club. Like, boy. give me. You know what I mean? But like 
I, but I, I really was just really just trying to have conversations or just like talk to him. You know, if, if I indulge in shit, then I was single, shit, whatever, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I told yeah. him the truth. Yeah, yeah, it was. But point being is, is like the conversations I would have with them, either they're older or younger. The older ones knew exactly what they were doing. Now, they were just like, look, I got, I'm got i in school right now, boom, 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 I need this shit. Like, they just knew what was up. It was yep. different with them. But the younger ones, they truly just like, let me get this money, boom, 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 boom. But then they wanted all the attributes of a guy who cared for them. And yep. I was like, you know you're not doing what requires yeah, that, what right? Requires that, right? Yeah, really like, sure. you know you're not doing that, right? You know the fact that I didn't even ask you to come here tonight. You just offered yourself over. I didn't even say, hey, pull up to me. Like, they just... Hey, where you at? I'm like, I'm about to go over here, boom, boom. Like, I'll give them the wrong address, purposely across the street or another place. And oh, yeah, my bad, boom, boom, and drive them to the spot, whatever. Yeah, they be yeah. like, you don't know where you at? I'm like, I'm drunk as hell, baby girl, boom, boom. Yeah, yeah, She's yeah. like, oh, that's crazy. I'm like, come on now. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, who's yeah, talking yeah. to you? And I don't know what her dad's situation is. You feel me? But yeah. she lived with her father. But point being is that's just their, but their interpretations were based off of City Girl. That's when City Girl's. First popped, First popped off. off. Yeah, music influence like a motherfucker, man. I, I don't really like it. You know yeah, what I mean? They don't, want, uh, they don't want love no more. These girls don't want no love kinda, no more. Yeah, it's kind of fucked up, man. <laughs> they don't want you know love man? no more. I, but then again, like, you know, we I, I like to celebrate success of people, especially when they come from nothing. I like, mean, so it's a very thin line between, like, you know, I, I celebrate people like, uh, what's that girl name? Sexy Red. Like, you know what I'm saying? I can see, like, she. I feel like. I actually like her. I, I can relate. You know what I'm saying? But it just, her her demeanor. You know what I'm saying? And 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 it's like I like me as an adult, right? I understand like I right, that shit cool, whatever the case is. Like I, right. I don't mind it, but I also know that they're putting this girl out there on all the 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 airways where the kids can consume this. You yeah. know what I'm saying? The teenagers, the most influential motherfuckers that might be going to some bull, go, going through some bullshit. They might be having daddy issues. They might have mama issues. They might have got sexually assaulted, or they might don't think of themselves that well. And then you looking for somebody to look up to. And you look at this star, this very accessible, all on the radio, you know what I'm saying? And you can fall right into that. It's all right to get out there and shake your ass and fuck niggas over and, and use dudes, to, you know what I'm saying? And that mentality is kind of like, as black women, we already know what time it is, how we, if we thinking like that, we thinking like, man, fuck these bitches. And you know what I'm saying? We know what that shit does to our, our structure as a, as a race. If we have our woman thinking that same way. Yeah, I mean, but. The younger that, ones coming up like that. Now the industry's helping that out. I think Sexy Red is being herself. Mm-hmm. Like Absolutely. I, I actually be a thousand out of most of the female rap rap chicks. Like, like I mean, as far as like authentication, like I think she's being extremely authentic. I think, I so think too. she's just being herself. Like I think so I, too. I, she just she's just being herself, and people are using her. But I think she's being herself. I, they I just realized. Let me push this shit. Same way how they push Chief Keef. And that's the they shit push. that gets me. It just fucks with me, dog. Because I I realize that they pushing this shit on purpose. But and what's been, the purpose? The thing is this, though, right? So I think the quality of music just went down. But if you think about, I remember when Tip Drill first came out, Nelly, mm-hmm. it's Nelly. If you think about Nelly right now, you're like, nigga, it's Nelly. Like, you know, you're not thinking like he was X-rated, mm-hmm. but he was on BT After Dark and he had yep. that the, car, the credit card swipe. Mm-hmm. That was like, oh my God. Like, it was the biggest shit in the world. Like, for yeah. Nelly and uh, Ludacris when he did, uh, I can't remember the song he did back then. But you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, yeah, I remember. Pussy, pussy popping. Like, ass up, pussy, pussy popping. Yeah, like, yeah. That, oh, yeah, yeah, those yeah, were yeah, big yeah, deals. Yeah. But the quality of music at that time period was different, and I think the people cared about music a bit more. I think the younger generation doesn't really care as much. They just know what people want to hear. But the industry always understood. Do. What is that? I want to do. 
They, the younger generation, they care about doing drugs all day. They want to do it. But and, I was the same way, it. dog. Like, I ain't listen to Nelly. I listen to, to the Locks. I listen to DMX. I right. listen to all, you know what I'm saying? I listen to all that that hardcore shit, Mob Deep, and shit like that. That was my shit. That and them, they, they were the drug sellers. Yeah. And so I grew up, and guess what I started doing? Sounds right. You know what I'm saying? I, I wasn't like, I wasn't no big time drug, but I was teenager doing doing dumb shit. You know what I mean? Right. But I think it's normal. That's what I'm saying. I think I think what's happening is normal. I just think that the I think that's what I think it's not normal though. No, no. I, okay. Even what we thought back then was normal wasn't okay, but it was yeah. normal to us. Yeah. I'm saying the normalcy of right now was yeah. normal to them. It's yes, just the yes, fact yes, that yes. they've always had somebody above them to move them around and push them like, oh, he's the one. He got the superpower, push him. You know what I mean? They understand right. it. You know what I mean? And, and that's what's happening. You know, but if that person elevates too much, oh, he's whack as hell. Let's find somebody else. Like, you know what I mean? If they and elevate, use you know what I mean? Them. Once he elevates and gets a little better, like, oh, I'm gonna take it serious now. Nigga, what? What do you mean? <laughs> get get stupid again. Like they, they don't they don't they don't like it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I feel you on that. All right. So I'm uh I'm gonna ask both of y'all boys one question, right? And then uh we're gonna I'm gonna do the intros. Like I got I mentioned you before, and then we'll close the shit out. All right, so you've been down for seven, right? I just yeah. be straight up. All right, so if you if you was had an opportunity to talk to a young boy, right? That ain't ain't had the, he ain't got lock, he ain't got locked up yet, but he was kind of on the same wave as you. Like how you feel like you would you, you could reach him? I would reach him how I want to be reached reached at that time where I was at. Like I didn't have nobody just like come with me, take my hand and show me every step of the way. So I'm gonna make sure I guide him in every step of the way. I mean, I'm gonna guide him my best. So I so, so what's your I what, show, what's your why though like, like so if, if if I was so picture if I'm the guy on the other side right mm-hmm. and I'm looking like yo why 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 should I listen to you bro like nigga you got caught yeah that's mad mentality right I won't, now, I now you know want, how misguided that is but how would you how would you you know what I mean I don't want him I tell him I don't want I don't want you to get caught like eventually that's what gonna happen so you come reality gonna be two other options you got dead or in jail so. If I could, because what he doing is chasing money. Mm. So if I could t- teach him another way of chasing money, it'd be put the engine the right way. So you, you think what that's mean? what you was doing? You think you was, well, I'm talking about at the, at the root of it. You think you was just chasing money or you think you was doing, it was a different reason why you was doing what you was I'm doing? I chasing money. You was chasing I money? I that money. So you ain't, you ain't never had a, he's like, yo, I'm going to end up dead in jail. That ain't never. I was looking at the money. I ain't give a, I was blindsided to the money. You didn't care about, you didn't care I ain't about, care about nothing else. I wasn't, I wasn't even thinking I was going to jail. Until I went to prison. Damn. I don't even think I just want that money. Yeah, the reason I ask you that is because I, you know, I, there, there's a lot of people in life, yo, that's like right there. They ain't never got caught. They ain't never got jammed up before. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And they still outside and they make it and they blinded by the money just like you. Mm-hmm. So when you come around and be like, yo, like if you pull them to the side, like how would you, how you feel like you gonna reach them? If they blinded by the money. If they blind by my tell them it's another way of making money, I'm gonna show them how to. What? It, the, what I the information I could offer people are offering twenty thousand dollars for, they'll pay twenty thousand dollars or better for this information. You know what I mean? So if I take this dude hand, it, and that's my goal, because I got so many young people that's like look up to me mm-hmm. and doing the same shit I was doing. Mm-hmm. I know I could take at least one or two of them. You know what I mean? Change their train of thinking. Yeah, yeah, why? You know what I mean? Because it's only a certain extent that you go be making in them streets. Yeah, you're right. You ain't really, it's a facade. You ain't making no real money. Yeah, it is a facade. You know what I'm saying? You you got, you you taking a a bigger risk Mm. 
out there for less amount of money where you could take a big risk and get way more money. I'm that talking part. about M's. That part. Instead of you wasting on a being a thousandaire. You know what I mean? So Th that message right there is what young motherfuckers need to hear. Yeah. Because that that's that's the disconnect. Because when you say you're blinded by the money, and you you know what I'm saying it's all subjective. Like you know what I mean? Like what what's what's money? You know what I'm saying? Like if you're what? only making X amount of dollars, but you could be making this and be making way less risk. You know what I'm saying? The so, smart thing to do would be to slide that way. And what what is money? Money only make options. Yes. So when you ever got the money, if I tell you, yo, fix your credit, I go, I got the people that's in the bank. You get one hundred fifty thousand. You dealing with me less than two months. What you gonna do? You ain't never seen fifty. Fifty. I mean, majority of the young generation they ain't seen that much money. Hell no. You know what I mean? It's too corrupted. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So. What you go, uh, Yaku, and, I don't, and I'm gonna teach you how, after you get the money, I'm gonna teach you what to do and how to do it. Invest in, I'm not just gonna give you the money because that just like give you no money. Yeah, yeah, fact. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, you gotta have a plan. We always got keep one foot in the other, you know what I mean? So to keep us on the right track. Fact. And this is what I went through for my flaws, you know what I mean? So I wanna teach them, anybody that come behind me, mm -hmm. I'm teaching them the better, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. All right, for you. I'm gonna I'm I'm switch it a little bit though, because you had the health shit, right? Yeah. So, what what could you tell somebody that they feel healthy? They ain't, they ain't, they've been to that day. You know what I'm saying? That nothing been wrong. They ain't been to. You know what I'm saying every time they went to the hospital, won't shit wrong. Like you had your shit coming to your life, you got real sick in the moment, right? Right. What can you tell a person that's you know what I'm saying on a on a on a verge of that, or tell a person that you know what I'm saying just out here just living. They hadn't had nothing bad happen to them yet. Um, I can use my story. You know, when it, leukemia is cancer of your bone marrow, right? And when if you think about certain stuff like that, you you think about that's the end road. That's just, you know, if you think about cancer, AIDS, all that stuff, whatever, you think that's it. Mm -hmm. And and I was, you know, I've I've done chemo like maybe once or twice. And I will explain to the story the fact that I did chemo once or twice, and I studied it. I researched roots. I researched um, natural herbs, and I felt like, okay, if I'm going to do something to help me, but I'm going to poison myself in the same time, how does that make any sense? Mm -hmm. How does it, it, it don't make, I'm going to, anybody who I've seen who went through chemo, beat it. When cancer comes back, it destroys them. Mm -hmm. And I had people who I knew in my life, Amber, certain people around here, we, they knew about it. And they did it, and it took them out when it came back. Now, I learned this in 2014. It's 2023. My, my health, my um, immune system, because when I first found out about it, my immune system was 200. So there's a certain number that tells you where your immune system is, whether it works. Mm -hmm. When I went in there, my immune system, immune system was 120. The max is like 1,500. Mm. Anything under 200, you're not, you're not fighting no more. It means anything can take you out. Okay. It's not the cancer or the AIDS or them things that kills people. Mm -hmm. It's the fact that your immune system is no longer working. Yeah, mm -hmm. right. That's what kills people. Damn. Now, explain to them the fact that the second I decided to start working out and changing my eating habits, I went from 120 to 560 in eight months. Mm. And I've been sitting great since then. What what um got your immune system down? It was the... Leukemia? Well, the, the leukemia itself attacking my body, it's mm -hmm. autoimmune disease. It was destroying it. It was beating me down constantly. And also my drinking habits, my eating habits. My, I, I just love fantasies. I just love like my, my drinking, my eating. 
I didn't like breakfast. I went to Huddle House and got burgers in the morning. Like I, I didn't. I never put on weight. Now mm-hmm. I just eating bad. I just ate horrible. Yeah, constantly. Mm-hmm. I didn't work out. I didn't sleep much. I drank all the time. That would that was a key banger. You know what I'm saying? So when I started researching stuff, it was about if you if you put work into your body, it can fight for you. Mm-hmm. And to this day, you know what I mean? Like they tricked me twice on trying COVID, not tr- uh, trying um, chemo. Mm-hmm. But after I just quit the second time, mm-hmm. my numbers never really fluctuated. It's wild how shit works, right? Because they're paid to keep you sick. Mm-hmm. Yes. So and- when they check my blood, it's not detected. So my point, I would tell anybody who's who's going through that, understand. Look, your body is your temple. The only thing in this world you truly own is yourself, and you have a responsibility to take care of yourself. And so I would teach awareness. I'll explain to them this is what's going on with me right now. And the doctors can't fuck with me. I, I only go every six months now. I used to go every two weeks, then eventually every 90 days. Now I go every six months to get checked because they know, oh, he's good. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I think a lot of the medical system is, uh, is, is, is structured around motherfuckers that don't take care of themselves. Right. So, you know if, and so if we can do that, if I can do that, and you have nothing going on with you, imagine what you can do with yourself. Imagine how long you can live. Imagine how good you can feel. Oh, yeah. I'm going to tell you exactly what I did to feel good. And most people walk around don't even know how I feel mm-hmm. or how my body feels. You can't even tell. Yeah, word. So if you can't tell, imagine how you would feel if nothing's going on with you mm-hmm. and you just treat your body differently. Mm-hmm. Imagine how great you'll feel. Imagine what you can attain. Imagine that time when you're laying down and you don't feel like going to work. You get up like, I'm lit. Let me, let me start this business. Because that extra business is going to take more work than working for somebody else. Yeah, yeah. So imagine if you have the energy to handle that. Mm-hmm. Imagine if you change the way you consume foods. Imagine if you turn around and look at nutrition facts on the back of stuff and realize, yeah, yeah, oh, I ain't good for me. Like, imagine. Yeah. Imagine mm-hmm. if you go to the doctor and they tell you, hey, you're G6PD deficiency. You have a G6PD deficiency. Or you got this going on with you. Or you're low on vitamin C, D8. Mm-hmm. Like, They'll tell you what's up. So right. now when I go to the doctors, I get blood work done. I, I What's that mean? And what's that mean? What's yeah, that mean? Yeah, yeah, I right. figure everything out Fact. and study it. And I go to get my natural roots and I take yeah, care of myself yeah. and I feel great. So I'll tell them that. Learn about yourself. That's the most important thing you got. You own yourself forever. <laughs> Real shit. Love yourself enough to do whatever you can to make sure you're the best version of yourself possible. Listen, man, I um, I can attest to that. Like, um, And I, I told this this story a couple of times on, on this podcast before, but... I got shot a couple years ago. And when I woke up in the hospital, just to make it short, when I woke up in the hospital, uh, the doctor just happened to be walking in the room at the same time. And the first thing he said to me, he looked at my, he came in, I remember he opened up the little thing. And I mean, I just, I just literally opened my eyes, kind of like, damn, like I had to like that realization, like, damn, I, I lived. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's crazy. Um, and the first thing he said to me was like, yo, the only reason you alive is because you take care of yourself. Mm. Just like that. And, and, you know what I mean? When I got shot, like the couple years before that, maybe a year and a half, two years, man, I have been really fucking taking care of myself. I've been eating a whole lot better. I've been, you know what I'm saying? I, I've, ne- I've always taken care of myself over the years. I've never treated, I've always worked out. Like I say that. I didn't eat, I didn't always eat the best, but I always took care of my body. I always made sure I was doing cardio and doing different weights and keeping agile and shit like that. So, but again, that's the first thing you told me. You say the only reason you alive is because you take care of yourself. And that shit stuck with me. You know what I mean? And that shit made me realize that I was like, yo, it's the same shit, bro. You never know what the fuck is around the corner. You never know what's going to happen. You don't never know when it's going to happen. It might be a car accident. It might not be you. You could be chilling. Somebody else's fault, you get in a car accident, and the fact that you didn't take care of yourself would be the reason why you bleed out. Yeah. 
You dig what I'm saying? The reason why you you won't make it to the ambulance, get there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it, and, and you could have survived if you would have been in better, condition. you know what I'm saying? Better condition. Your body was in better condition. I tell people that all the time, man. Listen, take care of yourself now because it's gonna come a day where that shit's gonna matter. Yeah. It's gonna matter. All that processed food, all the way you treating your body, it's gonna come a day. All that shit gonna catch up with you, and that shit gonna matter. And it, it's, it might, it might not be when you get old. In my situation, I was twenty some years old when a nigga shot me. Right. I ain't planning on getting shot the day I, I left the crib. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I wasn't in no, I wasn't in a place where I was even expected to get shot at. You know what I'm saying? When that shit happened to me, so life gonna life. Life on life. Life gonna life, and and so if you know that, it's inevitable. You gonna get old. Some shit might come out of nowhere. So take start taking care of yourself now. Right now. Because you never fucking know. You know what I mean? All right. Shit. Yes. Let me uh let me goddamn do my little outro shit real quick, man. Um wrap this shit up for real, for real. Um Ah, yeah, yeah, that, that was another good episode, man. Um Appreciate everybody tuning in. I want to thank both y'all brothers for pulling up, man. Dope conversation. Louis, it's been a minute, bro. You know what I'm saying? Good to see you. Good to see you taking care of yourself, bro. Yes, sir. I ain't know you was going through the health issues, man. But uh, it's dope to see, like, you know what I mean? You, you're going through the motion that you're going. You're not letting that shit beat you down. Like, you, uh, you're, standing, you're standing tall and pushing through that shit. That shit is dope, bro. So hold your head, you know what I mean? Anything I can do, you know what I mean? Y'all always reach out. Same old shit as always, man. Good yes, to see sir. you. Um, Cliff, man, appreciate you pulling up, my guy. You For sure. Mean? This is your first podcast? It's my first one. First podcast. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm honored, man. I'm, I'm honored to be the the, the one that, uh, I don't even want to say pop the cherry because I, I don't think that's appropriate, <laughs> appropriate right now. But, uh, hey, yo. You know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, no, I appreciate you pulling up, bro. Uh, it was dope, dope conversation, man. I, I appreciate your insight, man. Um, I, I want to have another one, man. Just me and you. We're going to sit down and chop it up together. Bet. Just kind of, you know what I mean? Got some other, other shit I want to kind of tap in with you about, you know what I mean, your situation and just the mindset, man, so we can share some of the information to the world and kind of get some of the shit out there, man. I think uh, this podcast and shit is a, is a good way to pass along knowledge and information to our peoples, you know what I mean, to pass lessons along or just inspire people to have a conversation within their own little universes, man. Um, and, I, and from my perspective, that's what we all need. Conversations is it. We talk to each other, we communicate, we explain how we are we share emotions we you know what i mean communication is the key to it all yo so talk to your people man I, i've said this a bunch of times closing this podcast reach out to your family man uh have those hard conversations heal those traumas that you got deep inside you know what i mean uh let go of the resentment man go go find out your history go go seek some knowledge about yourself about your health uh about all that man just uh just tighten up and tune into your people man tune into your life this life shit is short uh, that shit sound real cliche, but you can make it long. You know what I mean? You fill your days up with, with shit, and uh, you, you can stretch this motherfucker out. You know what I mean? So, uh, everybody listening, do all that, man. Uh, appreciate everybody tuning in. Uh, check out more of the podcast, Unorthodox Haven Podcast. We on Instagram, MCXI Studios. That's the production company. Uh, we're working on a couple things, man. Uh, check out the Crib Show Podcast. Shout out to Pizzo. Yo, so I ain't talked to Pizzo in a minute, but all love, brother. Uh, shout out to Pizzo. Got the Crib Show podcast over there. I'm working on the All Things Plant podcast. Uh, shout out to LB. We, we about to get back to it here real soon. Uh, what else I got going on? We gonna get. I'm trying to work on season two of this Waterways podcast. Uh, well, Ioka, shout out to her. Um, and I got, I got a whole bunch of other shit going on, man. But stay on, stay on the lookout, HumbleVision.com. Just type in and uh, come support. Till next time, peace.
Unorthodox Haven, Unorthodox Haven. 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 Unorthodox Haven.